Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of May Contain Traits of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, just click that subscribe button for us or that follow button. If you are on Apple Podcasts or iTunes today, if you could just go ahead and leave us a little rating or review, that would be so appreciated. Whenever you guys do that, it really does help to support the podcast. So if you're enjoying what we're doing, if you do that, then it just helps the podcast to get up there a bit more and be a little bit higher and more search and more people are going to hear that non-judgmental plant-based message. So that is always good, guys. I just wanted to do a quick little bit of housekeeping at the start of this episode So I'm just finishing, I'm recording this after finishing my first week on the new network, which is Lip Media. That has been a fantastic week. We've been doing so well and we've gotten a lot of new listeners. We got featured on Apple Podcasts. I just wanted to say welcome to all of our new listeners who have joined us recently. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you like it. And thank you to all of my old listeners. Thanks for coming back every week, guys. I'm really feeling the love. We are going to be talking about a few other things heading into this one as well, but just keep in mind that if you are enjoying the podcast and you have any questions or any suggestions for me, we do do shout outs on this show. So you can hit me up on Instagram at soy or on Facebook, and we will do a shout out for you on the next show. You can ask questions, suggest guests that you'd like on or topics that you'd like to hear. Okay. So you can also join up with our Facebook group, which is Plant-Based and Zero Waste Australia. Now, if you are new around here, you won't know this, but occasionally I drag my partner, Daniel Johnson, onto the podcast to be a co-host, and he is joining us again today. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel. Thank you very much. And look, I I think you're being a little bit hard on yourself there. I, I would consider it me you know, being fortunate enough every now and then. I'm kind of like when Conan used to not have... A guest would fall out, he'd get Norm MacDonald because he was a great filler. I am lucky sometimes when Rochelle goes, all right, we'll do this one this week. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm, I've been invited back. Thank you. Light of my life, Norm MacDonald <laughs> to my Conan. Um, <laughs> we are going to be talking in this week's episode about a really fantastic topic. I've been wanting to address this for a while, but we've been gathering the research and thinking and nutting it out. We're going to be talking about budgeting as a vegan. You know, is it more expensive? Is there a vegan tax? We're going to get into all of that good stuff in today's episode. And I think this was a really important one to address. And I was really keen to address it because I hear from a lot of people, you know, when I talk to them and just like in general, one of the excuses people give me for not wanting to go vegan or trying vegan um, food is that it is too expensive. And I think that that is a bit of a myth. So, Let's get right into that now and let's ask the question, is it more expensive to be vegan? Now, it can be. 
if you are someone who is, you know, really keen on all of those kind of fake meats and the really sort of fantastic stuff that they have invented and they've been doing recently and the new stuff that's come out, stuff like vegan magnums and whatnot, yes, it can be more expensive. But if you eat a healthy whole foods diet, if anything, it's probably a little bit cheaper. Um, yeah, well, I mean, is it more expensive to be a vegan than not be a vegan? Is there a vegan tax? I don't know. Is wine more expensive than beer? Some wine is. If you bought a bottle of Penfold Grange, that's going to be a lot more expensive than buying the most expensive, you know, six-pack of craft beer. But the most expensive six-pack of craft beer, you could buy probably a few bottles of cheap wine at the same price as that. So, I mean, it's it's all relative, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. We're also going to talk a little bit about that vegan tax. And this is not the first time we've mentioned this on the podcast. Um, I think we mentioned it like back in the very first episode, top five tips for new vegans. But the vegan tax is stuff like things just being a little bit more expensive. Like you go out to eat and if it's a vegan meal, they're charging more for the vegan version than they are the carnivore version. If you're getting certain brands, it's like it's more expensive for the vegan version from this brand. And generally, just like it seems like to be a little bit more expensive. Yeah, look, that's true. And um, it did put me off becoming vegan for a little bit when Rochelle was saying vegan tax. I was like, is this something you stop eating meat and it's like a Medicare levy on your income tax? But it's not. It's it's not a real thing. <laughs> it's um, But, you know, the... Is, look, the Magnums. Am I allowed to talk about them or are we going to talk about those later? No, look, this, is, this has infuriated me since basically giving up dairy because and look especially in these socially isolated times when people you know little quarrels are maybe magnified a bit i reckon there must have been vegan marriages that have broken up in the past you know three or four months because (laughs) well what i'm getting at three magnums in a box whereas people who eat dairy they get four and you know it's not much cheaper per capita per per ice cream to get the, the i they're either trying to make you buy two boxes, which usually works on us, or or there have been some outright quarrels about where did my Magnum go? That was mine. What do you mean you ate all three? Which I'm not saying has ever happened in this household. And if it has, it wasn't that heated. But that happens in a lot of cases. You'll get four sausages or something where, you know, you'd get six elsewhere or you'll get, you know, a 200 grams less in your, you know, nugget-esque things that you know are chicken or protein based yeah it's it does get to you after a while (laughs) and yet we vegans do pay for it like and i will keep paying for it because it's so fucking good like um that veggio chocolate that we got the other day guys guys i don't know if you have tried this yet but there is that like veggio choc hazelnut style spread that's all vegan they also make a little chocolate bar and it was so good Rochelle's told me about this before we were about to record. She was like, you know, that, that, I don't remember it all. I don't know if I got any of it. She, she denies this, but, um, I think I might have ate it. Uh, right. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So you're not going to lie to the public. Just, all right. Well, so fine. But the, is it Panna, the brand? The, yes. So that chalk hazelnut spread, that's really good. Um, it's, and it's got some crunchy bits in it that aren't like, you know, creepy you know crunchy but it's got a different texture to nutella but tastes really good a bit different but really good but it's a tiny jar it's like getting a tiny jar of vegemite and it's twice the price of a mid-sized jar of a leading hazelnut spread that's not vegan yeah i mean look it it definitely seems to be a bit of a thing and it's definitely something that you notice too with any of the 
kind of big brand fake meats that have come out, the ones that have really perfected that technology, you know, your Beyond Burger and like the Impossible Foods, that kind of stuff that when you buy those, it is quite pricey. I think it's 12 bucks for two Beyond Burger patties from a supermarket. Now, with the fake meats, especially with the Beyond Burger and some of the um, more recent stuff, I really feel like some of what you're paying for in that quote unquote vegan tax is the invention. It's the patent of that. They didn't have this technology. Someone has come up with that. Of course, and you're paying for all the associated marketing and everything that goes along with that. And also, they've got a good product in a lot of those places and they know it and that they're, they're going to go, well, what else are you going to buy? They know you're not going to go, oh, gee, the Impossible Burger patties are a bit this this month. I might go and buy a kilo of three-star mints and make my own patties because you're not eating that. I could go down to, you know, I've been to the Victoria Markets in Melbourne. There was a dude selling Air Jordans for 50 bucks. I don't think they were real Air Jordans. If you go buy them in the shop, you're paying for Michael Jordan, you're paying for Nike, you're paying for the marketing, and you're paying for the product. I, the guy at the Victoria Markets, Air Jordans, I would say were not as good as the ones that Michael Jordan and Nike have actually done in labs. And it's the same with those products that you're paying for the actual quality there. And you're paying for the marketing and you're paying because those companies are really rich. They know when they've got a good product and they know you're going to buy it. Yeah, they do have a little bit of a stranglehold on you. You know, they're not wrong there. But I don't want to put all of the blame on the com- no. on the companies either because I do feel that for vegan companies, they tend to be a bit smaller and their products tend to be a bit more expensive because, you know, they are usually practicing more ethical business practices. There's a lot of that fair trade, you know, kind of like certified fair trade, ethical, vegan companies, and it is pricier to be an ethical company. Plus the demand is smaller for their products. Their market is smaller. That's absolutely true. And in those instances, and especially when it's something that you can tell a lot of heart, soul, and personal belief and, you know, ethics has gone into, you kind of, it gives it, that's when you get a little bit of a, you know, I've done the right thing. You know, that feel good bit of euphoria for doing the right thing. You get a bit of that. But by the same token, there are a lot of large companies that own everything from soaps and beauty products to soft drinks and myriad other unethical things that do own and market some of these uh, larger brand plant-based alternatives. And in those instances, you kind of go, well, I'm sure, you know, production of scale could increase and it's done for reasons of economics and them getting lining the pockets of like a large corporation as well it's not i guess once again it's not a a you know there are a lot of gray areas it's a complex kind of series of questions as opposed to a yes or no yeah and i think that's going to be the case with a lot of what we talk about in today's podcast but that being said we did want to touch on the fact that there's this this misconception in you know society and in our community and in the world generally that it's so expensive to be vegan and all of the vegan products are that expensive and they're really not so if you're looking for some more reasonably priced vegan products you know that are kind of like more junk foodie vegan or you know fake meats kind of stuff we have a couple of suggestions for you first up i would recommend trying tvp instead of vegan mints okay what does tvp stand for by the way i'm really always i always forget what it stands for like legitimately asking 
TVP stands for textured vegetable protein. It is dried and you'll find it in the health food section, some of the cooking aisles. Basically, how you cook TVP, how you work with it is that you get a cup of it, you put it in some water, then you drain out the water and you cook it. And it sort of has this mincy kind of texture. I put it through one of our, yeah, one of our pastas. That was actually really good. And look, I admit that I was skeptical about it. Uh, My assessment of it in the packet was it looked like turtle food Rochelle never owned a turtle was not understanding my criticism and it tasted a lot better than I'd never ate the turtle food it tasted pretty good with a little bit of um smoke liquid smoke wasn't it mm. yeah um and look I guess if you do that it's sort of halfway between doing the whole food version and the processed version like look for little ways I suppose that you can do those sorts of things and make your own is always going to be the, the easiest way isn't it it definitely is. And TVP is commonly found in some of the prepackaged vegan products that you might buy that have been made into fake burgers and stuff like that. Like so, what? well, I mean, it's like one of the things that they'll use. They might use TVP, they might use tempura, they might use like, you know, tofu. So when you actually look into like on the ingredients in the pat on the back, you'll find often TVP is listed. So something to think about. Another thing we would suggest is that I've got a couple of brands here for you that are, these are older brands. They've been around for a while in a lot of cases. They're also really like, you know, good brands, good, delicious, like vegan fake meats or like, you know, animal product alternatives, but they're just not as expensive. So here's my best tips from those. Fry's Burgers is this fantastic, like Fry's Foods. You've got to go check them out. They do all vegan stuff. They do chicken nuggets. They do burgers. Their burgers are like five bucks. You get four in a box. They are put in the freezer. You cook them up either like on, you know, the grill or on a stovetop or whatever. Like in the oven too. Like you just you whack can... them in there. You just whack them in there. Walk off, have a glass of wine when you've docked off work. Come back 15 minutes later and they're cooked. You might have to flip them halfway through your glass of wine, but it's a pretty easy, like, whack-together dinner. And, yeah, they just cook from frozen in the oven. It's pretty easy. And they're tasty. And they're only about five or six bucks, so they're really cheap. You can get Veggie Delights. They do a great fake chicken burger that's delicious. Again, whack it in the oven, throw it in the pan, whatevs. They aren't that expensive either. They're usually down to about five or six bucks. And then there's stuff like your soy ice cream. So good chocolate soy ice cream. Tastes like a chocolate billabong. For anyone listening overseas, you're not going to know what we're talking about there. Chocolate billabong is like a childhood treat in Australia. It's delicious. It is a stick of this like chocolatey ice cream, but it just has a really particular flavor. And for some reason, like soy so good tastes a lot like chocolate billabong to me. Am I wrong, guys? Hit me up. Tell me. Let me know on Instagram if anyone else finds this. I would agree with that. And I, I'd say chocolate paddle pop personally, because that was my ice cream of choice. It was, And I consider Billabong to be the, the Pepsi Cola to paddle pops uh, Coke, but that's just me. And it does have that taste though. It's a little bit off, but once you haven't eaten the other ones for a while, it's, it's great. <laughs> and when was the last time I had one of the other ones? Many, many years ago. So it just tastes like childhood summer in Australia to me. <laughs> But um, the other thing I was going to mention, one other brand that I really like, really reasonable and so delicious is the Linda McCartney sausages. There's a rosemary flavor. We love them. You get six in a box. They are generally on special for $5. Check them out. Okay. They are delicious. And, you know, I don't know what involvement you've got, Sir Paul, if you're listening, but if you want to send us a few boxes of those, we'll, uh, we'll greatly accept them. We are open to sponsorship deals, Linda McCartney. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> 
And Linda, if you're listening, uh, you know, uh, congratulations on on there being an afterlife. And just leave us a review, please. It, it would mean a lot coming from you. Okay, well, that is getting cut out. That's my bad. <laughs> I meant the company. Yeah. I meant the company. All right. Also, the other thing that you can do to save money and budget well as a vegan is to look to foods that aren't actually marketed as vegan. Now, there are so many foods that are accidentally vegan out there. You can find resources for this. You can check out Peter's website. You can look at the Accidentally Vegan Food Australia or UK Instagram pages, websites. There is so much that you can get that isn't deliberately vegan, but it happens to be. And so it's a lot cheaper because it's not vegan. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Being marketed as a vegan product by a vegan company. Yeah, look... I think that's a really good point. There's, and if you're looking for accidentally vegan things, if you're new to veganism, or even if you're just probably keep Googling pretty regularly because you find new things added to some of those lists or people of their own blogs or, you know, maybe check vegan Twitter, I call it. Like I, you know, follow a lot of vegan uh, enthusiasts on, on Twitter and there's a lot of good tips from them. Um, and, you know, just Google, check blogs. Um, and I was on this podcast once. And by this podcast, I mean this podcast. And there was a great episode. Um, had this great guest. Oh, I already said that was me. But, uh, you know, talking about the best accidentally vegan treats. And look, if you haven't heard that one, if you're a, a new listener, go back and have a listen. You know, if you've heard it, go back and listen again if you have to. But uh, basically, maybe interact with us and tell us some of the ones that we missed out or might not know about. Because there's so many things that I think not going through that marketing, you know, budget that means you're going to actually market it this way means that, hey, you know, we're not alienating the people that go, I'm not eating a vegan thing. And, you know, we've got to do the work in in those instances and go, oh, that happens to be vegan because they're not telling us. Yeah, absolutely. So that is another great tip is finding those accidentally vegan foods because, yeah, it's going to be a little bit cheaper again. But generally... The healthier you eat as a vegan, the cheaper it's going to be for you. If you're eating a whole foods, plant-based diet, it is so much cheaper. Your main staples are going to be veggies, rice, pasta, you know, tofu, like nuts, fruits. Like it's just, it's so much cheaper. And look, as as well as that, let's not forget before all of these uh, plant-based uh, alternatives were, you know, the, the, the newest fad and people... I guess people, for a start, were more likely to sneer at vegans and go, you're just eating uh, tofu and uh, this and this. But don't forget things like falafels, which are a great alternative. You can make patties out of that. And, you know, corn fritters that don't have milk products in them and, and a lot of those things. You don't have to eat things that are pretending to be other things anyway, And which is a, a criticism you get from your meat-eating friends. It's pretending to be this thing. Why are you eating this if you don't like meat? It's like, oh, I just don't want to, you know ruin the environment and kill animals sorry man um but there are a lot of things that don't have to be those things that are falafel wraps are 
you make a batch of those up, that's a good like dinner and the next day's lunch. And there are so many of those things that are, you know, things that you have to kind of make your own that you can buy the base ingredients for quite cheaply as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you can do other stuff like doing, you know, the stuffed capsicums. You can do like I've seen some great recipes for sweet potato made into like avocado toast or like boats with, you know, other veggies into it. It's really, yeah, there's so many things you can do with just vegetables. And I think sometimes a lot of new vegans, especially, they lean so heavily on meat replacements to sort of make up their dinner and meal plans. But really, there's so much that you can explore in the more vegetable-based like recipes. I really want to cycle back to that turning sweet potatoes in avocado toast because I think you need to explain that better. And if not, that's a Jesus-esque kind of thing. Turning a sweet potato with avocado toast. Okay, so with <laughs> um the sweet potato avocado toast recipes, you keep the av- like sorry, not the avocado. You keep the sweet potato whole, right? Mm. But you slice it very, very thinly. Obviously, you don't take the one with the skin, but you leave the skin on the outside mm. like a crust. And you roast that like really like thin. We're talking, what is that, half a centimeter? About half a centimeter? So half a centimeter thin full slices of sweet potato that are roasted. And then when you take them out, you load them up like avocado toast with avocado and tomatoes and salt and pepper and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to say you've never offered me this. And I, if you've been eating this <laughs> by my back, then I'm, I'm a bit jealous and I'm, I would eat that. Secondly, I kind of thought it was like, someone's turning sweet potatoes into avocado toast. I thought it was like water into wine sort of stuff. And I'm a little bit disappointed by the lack of, you know, mystical stuff there, but I, I would eat that. <laughs> I'm sorry that it was not as fanciful as it seemed in yeah. your mind. Did you think they were mashing up the roasted avocado and making well, like... I a, don't know, a, you didn't really go into it. You just said, okay. and there's the, you know, turning the sweet potato into avocado toast. I'm like, wow, that sounds, I'm impressed. Tell me more. Well, they also do like the stuffed sweet potatoes where you roast it, but you hollow out the middle part and then you make like maybe a mash to go on the side with the extra of the flesh from it and you fill it with like rice and veggies and all kinds of other great stuff. So, you know, it's those kind of vegetable heavy based recipes that people don't necessarily explore at the beginning of their vegan journey. That thing Rochelle just said, I can picture that speaking of vegan tax, being at a vegan restaurant for $5 more than it should be with a bit of drizzle of something like a, some balsamic vinegar. Ah, I knew you were going to say balsamic vinegar. It'll be balsamic reduction because oh, we all love that. Everyone loves balsamic reduction, though. That shit is amazing. You throw it on anything. Okay, moving on, though. The next tip that we had for you was to obviously, like, eat in the season. So don't go out. If you go to the grocery store or to the fruit market and something is incredibly expensive, it's because it's not in season. Like the price goes up. Obviously, you notice that. Eat what is in season and local wherever you can. And also do your research if you're doing this whole thing in the first place for sustainability reasons. Because something is cheap and seems like it's in season or something, just check for the labeling. You might find there's some developing nation that's exporting a shitload of something that's actually not great for the environment, that's actually helpful for their, you know, ecosystem and culture. We can, we might be able to buy something like that cheap here because they export lots here. But um, I was just going to say that leads really well into our next point, which is to buy local as much as you can. And you do that by hitting up the markets, you know, looking for food co-ops, going to local fruit and veg markets 
and farmers markets and like farm markets. So in Brisbane, we've got Northeast Street Farm. They have a farmers market, and that's a permaculture like um, charity farm, basically. You know, they're an, they're an org, I think. So yeah, you can go to their farmers market and you can buy the produce direct of them. It's been growing like just a few kilometers from where I'm living. That's a great way to reduce my carbon footprint. It's a little bit cheaper, and you know that they are going to be selling stuff cheap if it's in season because. They're not shipping it in from somewhere else. And um, I know, check around, check on your on your Facebook groups for your area. Just basically do what you can to see if there are co-ops in your area that might be doing trips out to, you know, the wholesale fruit and veg markets because obviously you're going to get things cheaper from there. And also, if you go to places that aren't the big couple of our large retailers, they might have specifications of we need an, an onion to be this large or we need an avocado to be... Um, you know, this size and, and this shape. Whereas if you buy them from somewhere that's got a little, you know, not as stringent standard as to what it looks like, but it's the same inside, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck. Absolutely. That is such a good point because there is this really unsustainable practice from these larger supermarkets where they will only accept fruit and vegetables that fits a certain style measurement and, you know, like visual that they're after and they won't sell the stuff that's odd. I think they've started selling odd bunch stuff at some of them as well now, but picking the unattractive stuff that's sort of like, and some of the fruit and veg marks will do it for you. They'll just like put together a little bundle of like odd ones and you can buy them for cheaper. So that's another really good tip. Also, when it comes to the farmer's markets, I would say, I don't know if it, look, I'm a bit of a, a music and record nerd and I'm sure if others out there who are collectors of such things if sometimes the most the crappiest little store you'll find the really rare record and it's it's such a treasure to find something like that if you go to the shittier farmer market sometimes that doesn't look as shiny it's not in the hipster suburb you might find a, a you know a grower who's come from you know somewhere out west you know in the in the food bowl in Queensland where we live that is just selling that stuff there. It's just cheaper because they're not, you know, trying to aim for the hipsters and they've got, you know, we've, we're selling the same things, but we're asking this much less for it because we're, it's coming straight from the supplier. Look around, look at different markets that aren't the ones with the, you know, the shiny things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the next thing that we were going to say was just like to buy in bulk. So buy your fruits and veg in bulk as well. If you see something on special and you want to get that for, you know, whatever the cheaper price is, you can do your meal prep then if you decide to get it in bulk. So you can do your meal prep, you can make juices, and that's a way to reduce your waste with what you don't use as well. Like when the spinach is on the turn, make a green juice. Don't just chuck it out. You know, it's those little steps that help you save money because you are not throwing food out and it helps you reduce your waste as well. And look, I guess that really, I probably should have saved half what I was saying for this point. But um, I mean, anyone who knows my family knows I've got some strange bargain hunting gene in me. So when I go and look at the shittier market and buy the bulk thing, obviously you go, cool, Rochelle, I come home with like a couple of kilos of red onions that aren't as large as ones sold in large retailers. And she makes four jars of onion relish and or will make massive fried rice or some pumpkin soup. And, you know, often those they're not snap frozen when you're buying them straight from a supplier and you're getting more and you can freeze that stuff. It does help you with the meal prep because if, unless you're buying it just to purposely throw it later, you're going to feel guilty when, uh, when it's still there and be forced to meal prep because, you know, otherwise it goes in the bin if you're trying to be sustainable. And 
quite frankly, when you're looking for an easy meal later and you've got a beautiful stir fry or soup or, you know, a pumpkin soup or these things that are just sitting in the freezer, you just, you've already, you know, there's dinner. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I think meal prepping is such a huge key to saving money and it's such a huge key to like existing as a vegan. I really think meal prepping is so important. If you're vegan, you've really got to be prepped with your food. You've got to know what you have and you've really got to bring food in because if you go to work without your lunch one day, I mean, you're going to be able to find something, but you're going to have to actually search and actually ask questions if you're not near to somewhere that has a vegan option. So Meal prepping is so key. The next thing we were going to say was price comparison, which is another really big, you know, another really big tip that you've really got to look at price comparison. You need to do your price compare, not just by the brands, but also by your locations. Absolutely. And, you know, like before, don't just think like what I was saying before about there being thinking there's only one or two options. Like if you had to put petrol in your car these days, there might only be a couple of options, but don't think it's the same for buying food and go, oh, well, there's this large conglomerate supermarket or this one or the, or the you know, the European one or the South African one. There's other ones, but the main ones are the ones that, you know, that we all buy our things from quite often. There are a lot of like little smaller chain stores that are perhaps ethnic stores like Hanara Mart. We've got one near us that um, a lot of Korean students and stuff around here, they'll have the same products that are, quite expensive often in some of the big retailers for a lot cheaper. And I don't know how the economics works there, but um, the, there's a vegan jerky at that place that is about quite literally half, sometimes a third of the price of some of the other vegan jerkies. It's the best one we've tried, in my opinion. And a lot of other things that might like specialty spices or breads or when the flour shortage was on, we went to a um, you know South Asian uh, grocery store near us and they still had all the things that people were going, you can't buy flour or baking powder. It's like, well, have you tried somewhere that's independently run and not owned by a large conglomerate? And it's cheaper sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So that that is definitely like another point too is to actually try going to and searching out more specialized cultural supermarkets. If you have a Naramana near you or a little, you know, sort of, there's a little Indian grocer over the road from us. And even other stuff like, you know, Middle Eastern places, places that sell a lot of Middle Eastern food, they actually have a lot of vegan options. With Asian supermarkets especially, there is so much more tofu, like the variety of tofu they carry there is much higher because it's already something that, you know, is included in an Asian diet, even if you do eat meat. It's like they have tofu with a lot of meals. It's just a great extra resource and it's not necessarily as expensive. Plus you get to try different products. So just really kind of do a little bit of a search around and you might get exposed to new products or new, you know, spices or new dishes that you want to make as a result of going into those places. So it really helps you broaden your palate as well. Absolutely. I was I was just like agreeing with everything you were saying and I was going to basically make that same point and say, you know, don't be a really close-minded, um, you know, white Anglo-Saxon person who's afraid to go and like have a look in a, a supermarket that's unfamiliar to you. Because imagine what it's like for a lot of other people that have to go into supermarkets that are here as students or something that aren't used to our supermarkets. It's probably the same for us going into another supermarket that we're not usually in. But um. I think that a lot of those, there are some really good finds in a lot of those places that you don't get elsewhere for a start. And 
Secondly, other things are cheaper. And thirdly, there are things that maybe are going to totally change one of your dishes that will become a regular staple in your pantry. And you're not going to know about it unless you go and have a look. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, you know, to summarize this episode, really, you want to do things like trying out some of the older vegan brands that aren't as popular or new because they still had good stuff. They've been at it a long time. They know what they're doing. You know, you've got to do some meal prepping. You've got to think about if you want to eat a little bit healthier, it's going to be cheaper for you. And start to look at your meals as vegetables being the whole meal. Give that a go. Cook that way a little bit more often. It is cheaper and it's definitely better for you. Eat in season, hit the markets, buy in bulk, price compare, and check out those cultural supermarkets. I hope that this episode was fun for you guys. I hope it was helpful. Please contact us if you have any other suggestions for budgeting as a vegan. We'd love to hear some of your tips, guys. So hit us up. We are on Facebook as May Contain Trace of Soy. And we are on Instagram under the same name. We'll do a shout out for you on the next show if you hit us up. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. We will catch you in a week. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., AdWanted UK is the provider of single-source media data for agencies, media owners, brands and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader from AdWanted UK.